Time now for What's Your Wrinkle with board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Dr. Perry trained at Harvard, Cornell, and the University of Chicago and wrote Straight Talk about cosmetic surgery, the Best Health Book Award winner for 2007. And with Drs. Royzen and Oz, he co-authored the New York Times bestseller, You Being Beautiful. For over two decades, Dr. Perry has practiced cosmetic surgery in Manhattan and New Brunswick, New Jersey, helping patients look and feel better. He teaches plastic surgery at the Robert Wood Johnson Medical School, was twice appointed to New Jersey's Board of Medical Examiners, and he created Night Skin and other skincare products. For the next half hour, you can call Dr. Perry and tell him what your wrinkle is. Call 212-766-7100. That's 212-766-7100. What's your wrinkle? This way, Dr. Perry, this way. It's time for your next show. Come on, let's go. Get ready, get ready. ready. Come on, we don't have time for that. Here we go. And welcome. Very good, Noah. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. That's right, right from the studio where we just did the Night Skin Show. (laughs) And I love that one, by the way. Who says we can't do this? Yeah, that's right. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle, a live edition, so you can become part of the show. You better believe it. And the way you do that is by calling 212-766-7100. That's 212-766-7100. It is a very nice day in July, a little overcast here, but I'm saying that to let you know, Noah, that it's a live show. Now, I know that you know that because I thought it was evening. Well, you're looking at me, uh, but listeners uh, might have heard last week's show, which on July 4th, well, we decided to give me and my wife a night off so that we went to the fireworks. But tonight we are live. So the number again is 212-766-7100. And we're going to be talking about all sorts of interesting things tonight. Noah, would you believe that? I believe it already. Well, that plastic surgeons are actually now not just doing surgery to make you look better, not just doing surgery to make you feel better. How about sound better? <laughs> that you, too. You wouldn't need but, that. Well, what we're doing now is making your body more resilient. So we're going to talk a little about that later in the show. And we're also going to talk about how much fat, how much fat is actually safe in liposuction. How much can we take off? What's your guess, Noah? We don't know these things. Do you know this? Well, I, I don't know offhand. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that you do. Well, plastic surgeons have been doing liposuction since 1983 in this country, and I've been doing it since 1985. And when you we, were right there on the cusp. I was right there at the University of Chicago, really in the early days of liposuction, when uh, we weren't quite sure how much fat we could safely take. And over the next five or so years, we've kind of figured it out. But... You know, remember the space race in the 1960s, Noah, the first country to get a man oh, on the moon? I'll never forget it. Well, it was sort of the fat race in plastic surgery. How much fat could be safely suctioned? And many different plastic surgeons, first they were suctioning two pounds, and then four pounds, and then eight and ten pounds. And then, Noah, in the 1990s, plastic surgeons started suctioning 12, 14, 20 pounds in a sitting. 20 in one sitting. 20 pounds. And uh, what we found out was, no, we can't do that. And we found out the hard way because there were a number of deaths in the 1990s from patients who had 
you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds suctioned off and had a lot of local anesthetic injected, even if the procedures were done under general anesthesia. Well, you know how it is when you're experimenting and it goes better, just up the ante. See if you can do more and more, and and, this is what happens. And, you know, that's sort of what happened in plastic surgery because my field is the field that often will do things before the publication. So if someone gets a procedure on uh, the 6 o'clock news, uh, well, often... They'll just keep on doing it, whether or not it's published, whether or not the long-term results are available. And so with liposuction, it turns out that the safe limit is about 10 pounds. And, And it really is fairly safe to suction about 10 pounds off. Beyond that, the complication rate rises dramatically. And we're not hearing that on the 6 o'clock news, are we? We're hearing that on What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Perry. That's right. So uh, if your surgeon says, let's go ahead and suction 20 pounds off of your body, well, I would uh, maybe choose a different surgeon because what you need is not a plastic surgeon. You need a weight loss program like uh, Weight Watchers, or you can buy You on a Diet by my friend Mike Roizen and Mehmet Oz. Uh, That's what you need to do. You need to lose some weight. And then when you're fairly close to your ideal weight, Then we can do some liposuction, maybe uh, on the extra fat around the belly or the thighs or the the flanks. But we don't want to be suctioning off more than 10 pounds. You know, every now and then it might be acceptable, but only if patients then are admitted to the hospital. They have a catheter in their bladder to monitor urine and an intravenous line to, uh, to make sure that you're getting enough fluids. Under those circumstances, with an overnight stay in the hospital, well, that would be the case if you had maybe 12 pounds or or something like that to be suctioned off. Uh, But we certainly don't want to do that in an outpatient facility, send you home only to have a problem that evening after surgery. So uh, there it is, Noah. Now you know. Outpatient facilities. Oh, my goodness. Sure. Well, we do most of these surgeries, most of these procedures, either in office operating rooms or outpatient surgery centers. Sure, we're doing some in hospitals, but almost all of them, almost all, are done as an outpatient. So you go home, you know, you're home by 6 o'clock, ready to uh, watch the news that evening after you have your liposuction. And see who else had any procedures that day. That's right. That's right. Well, the phone number here at WOR is 212-766-7100. That's 212-766-7100. And it's an interesting thing in my field. We might have spoken about this a couple weeks ago briefly, but... Uh, my field is th- the field where we sort of discover things after the fact. So let's talk for a minute about thread lifts. Remember, we talked on this show. Actually, we've talked many times about thread lifts. Because, well, it's a common uh, word on this show. And, and it was sort of one of the holy grails in plastic surgery. And that means... We talk about holy grails on this show, too. We do, because we have things that we would like to achieve without having downtime down, uh, down or side effects. So we would love to have cheeks that sag or jowls that sag or bands in the neck fixed without incisions and without real surgery. And for a while it looked like threadless were the answer. Uh, and, and, and so they became very popular. They were FDA approved, I think it was 2004, so it was about five years ago. And people started doing those. And the problem with threadless is they looked very simple. And so plastic surgeons who know the anatomy very well had no problems with threadless in terms of the actual operative procedure. Now, what these are, by the way, these are stitches that have barbs in them. 
And what I'm talking about, if any of you have ever been snagged by a rosebush, which I'm sure most of you have, well, you know that those little barbs can really embed into your skin. Well, they took that concept and they applied it to these stitches, and they put these little barbs in them, like fishhook barbs. And uh, what they did was uh, implant them into the jowls or into the cheeks or into the neck, and uh, if you lift on these stitches, the barbs catch in the tissue, and we have a non-invasive way of lifting the skin. And so threadless sounded great, but the study was just published, Noah, and only a few weeks ago the study came out in a journal that I'm sure all of you read. It's called Archives of Facial Plastic Surgery. I read that every day. Uh, I'm sure you do. And it's some great sci-fi stories <laughs> in there. Well, it looked at people that had thread lifts, and at one month people looked pretty good. But by 22 months, no one, not one person in this study had any sort of result at all, and 6 of 30 patients required reoperation or remove the threads because they had problems from those threads. The answer, the conclusion to this paper was that thread lifts should no longer be done, and the interesting thing is the company took them off the market a few months ago, and I'll bet they had advance notice of this paper uh, that it was going to come out with a very negative report about thread lifts. So those of you who still call my office and ask if I do thread lifts, the answer is no. No one should be doing them. Well, this is Dr. This sounds Arthur. very classified. I, I hope no one's listening to this conversation that we're having. Especially the thread lift company. This is uh, Dr. Arthur Perry. The phone number here is 212-766-7100. 212-766-7100. Elaine, you've been hanging on the line. What can we do for you? What's your wrinkle? Hi, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you, Dr. Perry, for your wonderful recommendation of Dr. George Fielding of NYU Medical, who performed surgery last Monday on me. Well, well, that's good. And what did Dr. Fielding do, if you might say? Well, he, he, he pulled up my stomach, which he pulled down my stomach, which is up in my chest. And he uh, performed surgery on my hiatal hernia. Okay. And Dr. Feeling, listeners to this show know that uh, Dr. Feeling is a very good friend of mine. He is uh, probably the busiest laparoscopic surgeon in the country and certainly has done more lap bands than anyone in the country. When he was a guest on this show, I think he was up to 6,000 lap bands. Oh, and, my God. And I, he probably has seven or 8,000 by now. He's an incredible surgeon, and I'm glad you had him as your surgeon, Elaine. I'm glad, too, and I'm feeling very well. Thank you. That's great. And uh, recover fast, and uh, we'll see you soon. So thanks so much for calling. What's your wrinkle? This is Dr. Arthur Perry. Now, Bernice and Elizabeth, I want you to hold on. And actually, we've got more callers on the line now, so hang on a few minutes. We will We'll be back right after these messages. This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. It's no secret we're in an economic slowdown, but that's no reason to give up on looking your best. Here's some recession refreshers, procedures that won't break your budget. In about an hour, I can dramatically improve those wrinkles and folds around the mouth with Restylane. And using the laser, I can zap the hair that you don't want on your chin, lip, underarms, or bikini area. And those distracting moles can be cosmetically removed and facial brown spots can be peeled. Let's sit down and figure out what works best for you and is within your budget. 
My offices are in central New Jersey and in Manhattan. Schedule a consultation by calling 732-422-9600. That's 732-422-9600. And check me out on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 7 p.m. and weeknights at 10.30 p.m. right here on WOR. To what's your wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry? What's your wrinkle? To boldly go where no man has gone before. Boy, I'll say, you talking in that commercial about how you zap the hair. Well, you're, just, you're, you're a hair zapper. Uh, yes. And Amazing. You're playing the theme to uh, probably my favorite TV show of Yeah, all my time. favorite Martian. Uh, no, this is Star Trek. Oh, Come on now. Come on. Of course. Well, this is Dr. Arthur Perry, and you're listening to What's Your Wrinkle? The phone number here at WOR is 212-766-7100. That's 212-766-7100. And if you were listening the last half hour... By the way, I, uh, I knew that was Star Trek. <laughs> that, oh, I hope so. Uh, if you were listening the last half hour, you heard a very... Very interesting show about night skin and day skin and natural block. And the big announcement today about natural block, which I don't think we talked about on that show last half hour. A big announcement? There really is a big announcement. Thank you. <laughs> very good, Noah. You're very quick, Noah. Thank you. Uh, the big announcement is that I reformulated natural block. Why did I do this? There's a brand new formula. It is now 100% zinc oxide. I actually got rid of the titanium dioxide, which is very nice. It works well. They are the two most important sunscreen ingredients, but zinc oxide is actually a little better than titanium dioxide. It has a little more spectrum to it. That means it covers more of ultraviolet light than titanium dioxide. And very importantly, and the real reason that I reformulated natural block was because when Mehmet Oz used it and played tennis, he got a little white on his skin when he, when he sweated. And so he told me about this. He said, you got to do something about the natural block. It's a great sunscreen. It protected me from sunburn, but my skin turned just a little white when I sweat, when I sweated. And so I went to work at it, figured out that it was the titanium dioxide that reacted with this, with not just Memedaz's sweat, but everybody's, got rid of that, reformulated it. It's actually better now. It's, uh, it is a really smooth formula, and I'm telling you about it because it's the beginning of the summer, and sooner or later we're going to have some sun. <laughs> there was a little today. And you can order Natural Block. You can stock up on it, and the number is 800 216 8985. That's 1 800 216 8985. You can order Natural Block, Night Skin, Day Skin. They are my favorite products. I personally formulated them. And, uh, you know, not some nameless company where, uh, you know, some guy uh, signed off on something that a chemist did. No, Not at all. No, no. You, you drove the new Vitality people out of their minds. I, I actually did. They were ready to throw me out because uh, I went through so many changes. And this reformulation I insisted on because I really want the best products and the most non-toxic products that money can buy. And they yielded to me. I screamed enough. I said, we've got to get a new natural block just one year after introducing Producing it, I'm, just, I'm just glad I wasn't in that board meeting. <laughs> well, Bernice, you've been hanging on the line for about 20 minutes. What can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Well, you tell people not to use soap, Dr. Perry. Yes. But then 
What should I use on my face or on my body? Are there two different kinds of soaps? Well, well wait a minute. I don't. <laughs> I've been waiting for this question. All right. I don't tell people not to use soap because I do have to uh, ride the buses, subways, and elevators with people. So we do <laughs> we want people to use soap. But there are soaps that are less injurious and soaps that are more injurious. What I said was I don't like antibacterial soaps. Okay. And I don't like antibacterial soaps like Dial Soap or anything uh, with any antibacterial. And the reason I don't is because those things are not particularly good for you in many ways. Dial soap has something called triclocarbon. That's the, uh, the chemical in it. It's an antibacterial. It came out in 1949, Bernice. And do you know that every bit of that chemical is still around and sitting on the bottom of rivers right now? So it's environmentally unsound to have it. But that's not the real reason that I don't like... Uh, dial soap, sorry, dial soap people, or uh, or other antibacterials. The goal of these soaps is to reduce the bacteria on the skin. That's what people think. But the problem is we don't really do that. All we do is kill the bacteria that are relatively good and easy to kill, and we leave the bacteria on our skin that are harmful. So it's like a fertilizer, uh, rather like a, a herbicide on our lawn. You know, if we, uh, if we put something to kill certain weeds on our lawn, then the weeds that are resistant to it will just flourish. And the same thing happens with our skin. I don't like that. Also, the antibacterials, it's a very interesting and paradoxical effect. But some antibacterials, like the one in Dial Soap, actually increase testosterone levels in the blood. And what that means is it increases acne. So it's a paradoxical effect. So these are reasons I don't like it. The other problem with soaps is that many have fragrances. Fragrances are completely unnecessary. Uh, Many have preservatives. All the liquid soaps have preservatives in them. So I prefer, and here's the answer to your question, Bernice, I prefer the bar soaps. And the bar soaps do not have to have preservatives, and they do not have to have fragrances. The two that I like the most, I have no... Financial interest in these companies, unfortunately, are Kiss My Face Soap and Kirk's, like Captain Kirk. We were talking about Star Trek before. Those are two soaps that many people, if they use them, will not like them. And they won't like them because they don't have the fragrances that people are used to. And they don't have a lot of the other chemicals, like SLS. That's uh, sodium lauryl sulfate that causes frothing of the soap. So because of that... They don't perform as well. And it's the age-old question of safety versus performance when we choose a soap. So, Bernice, I like the simple soaps without a lot of things in them. I don't want you to use antibacterial soaps. I want you to use very simple soaps. And it's okay to use soap once a day. It might be okay twice a day if you have very oily skin. But remember that when you use soap, it alters the acidity of your skin for three full hours my hands uh, when I go to the bathroom, and I wash my face also. So I wash my face quite a few times during the day. Is that that's not good for my face? Is that well, it? well, you know, if you wash the residue of the soap off, that's better. What you really want to do is get rid of all traces of the soap. Uh, because you want to restore the acidity of your face as quickly as possible, because uh, the bacteria called staph can actually grow on your skin better 
if you've washed your face. Doesn't that sound interesting? If you wash your face, you can grow more staph because the acidity changes. And, and uh, I don't want to get too technical, but the pH of the skin normally is 5.5. And, and after you watch your, wash your face, it goes anywhere from 10 to 13. So it's an interesting subject. Uh, I could talk all day about soap, <laughs> but just take my advice. Use something uh, very simple without fragrance and without antibacterials. Okay, Bernice? Thank you very much, All right. Doc. Thanks so much for calling I guess you could listening. say I'm uh, part of the problem then because I, I'm, I'm part of the staff. Oh, no, actually, actually, I am oh, staff. Oh, yeah, yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I know, joke, I know, no. okay. I know. Well, this is only a rehearsal uh, show, so I'm not right. worried. Elizabeth, let's go right to you, and then we'll go to commercial. Elizabeth, you've been hanging on for wow, almost the entire show. What can we do for you? Yes, Dr. Penny, nice to talk to you. And I want to say thank you for the book that you sent me, and I learned a lot about it. My question is this. Uh, uh, you mentioned uh, on the chemical piece about a TCA peel, and I'm wondering what's the difference between uh, what's the, uh, not the difference, but what's the, uh, yeah, difference between TCA peel and the uh, a peel called Vitalized peel. Have you ever heard of that? I'm a black woman with very light skin. Okay. What was the name of that, that peel? Vitalize, Vitalize Peel. Vitalize. Yeah, I do not. That's a proprietary name, which means a company came up with it. I don't know what the ingredient is in that particular peel. I see. Uh, if it's designed for people of darker skin color, is it? I'm not sure. I saw it on uh, in a dermatology, uh, dermatology uh, before and after, and it was two uh, two dark skin people in the ad. So I'm, but I'm not, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, during the commercial break, I will try and look that up for you. But uh, generally, if you have dark skin, we have to be very, very careful when we do peels. So I have done plenty of glycolic acid peels. Those are the fruit acid peels on people with very dark skin. But actually, the, the skin color that's the most dangerous to work uh, with is, let's say, Southern Mediterranean, Indian, uh, Puerto Rican. You know, not real, real dark, but medium complexion because that skin has a real tendency to do something called hyperpigmentation. And that means after we disturb the skin with a chemical peel... Your body just thinks it's been injured when we peel the skin. And what it does is it makes melanin. That's the pigment in the skin, the brown pigment. So if you have very dark skin, we don't see those subtle differences as much. But when you have kind of midway color skin, that's when we can get some real, real problems with peeling. So we have to be very, very careful. And I don't do those TCA peels on people with, uh, with much color in their skin at all because we can get such unusual results. We can get splotchy pigmentation afterwards. We can get white spots and dark spots. So, you know, we have to be very careful. But I do like the glycolic acid peels uh, in people of all skin colors. What we do is we do uh, those peels spaced three to four weeks apart. And by the time we get to about six peels, then we're really seeing something. So I'd love to tell you that we could get a good result with one peel, but that will not happen with glycolic acid. In fact, most people who have those peels will say that they really don't notice too much the first time. But what we do is we increase the concentration of the peel with and the duration. That means how long I leave it on the skin 
each time we do the peel. And in between the peels, we put you on glycolic acid, which is something like My Night Skin or like the Neostrata products that have uh, higher concentrations of glycolic acid in them. And, uh, and we get your skin used to higher levels so that the next time we do the peel, we can do even more. The nice thing about glycolic acid is it will really even out the skin tone if we do it long enough and, and uh, for enough sessions. Okay, Elizabeth? Yes, thank you very much, Dr. Perry. Well, thanks so much for calling, and thanks for listening, and thanks for reading my book, which, by the way, is called Straight Talk About Cosmetic Surgery, a shameless plug for my book. What do you think? <laughs> and, Maybe you uh, should have considered calling it Shameless Plug. There you go. You can still buy my book at small bookstores all over the world and at big bookstores and on Amazon.com. Noah, the phone number here, you know what it is. It's 212-766-7100. Is that what it is? That's what it is, 212-766-7100. We've got about seven minutes left to the show, so give us a quick call. We'll be back after these words. I want to talk for just a moment about the New York Smile Institute. The New York Smile Institute was founded by Dr. Dean Vafiatis. Now, he's a leading prosthodontist with 20 years' experience. The New York Smile Institute is located at the prominent Takashimaya Building, which is at 693 Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. The spa-like, state-of-the-art facility offers comprehensive smile care in aesthetics and implant dentistry. The New York Smile Institute is a dental care oasis. It's devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile. From a basic cleaning to changing your bite to a world-class smile makeover, Dr. Dean and the New York Smile Institute is the preeminent aesthetic and implant specialist of New York City. We'll call Dr. Dean today. His number is 1-800-998-NYSI. That's 1-800-998-6974. Or go online at www.nysi.org. That's www.nysi.org. Dot org. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? This is plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Here's a recession refresher, a procedure that won't break your budget. In about an hour, I can dramatically improve those wrinkles and folds around your mouth with Restylane. This looks good for about a year. My offices are in central New Jersey and in Manhattan. Schedule your consultation by calling 732 732- 422-9600. That's 732-422-9600. And find me on the web at periplasticsurgery.com. And welcome back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry, and you are listening to the only radio program in New York City devoted entirely to how you look, your appearance, cosmetic surgery, skin, and things of that nature. And where you will hear things you might not have anticipated. That's right. So uh, you are listening to What's Your Wrinkle, which uh, is heard every Saturday night at 7 p.m. And also, I've been uh, talking about this for the last few weeks, I hope you're all putting your clock radio to go on at 10.30 p.m. so you can hear my looking in the mirror, my one-minute. If you want this program in one minute, that's what you have to do. 10.30 p.m. every night of the week, Monday through Friday. That's pretty much what it is. It's a program in a minute. In a minute. On the Dr. Joy Brown Show, which is a wonderful show. Uh, It's kind of like visiting a psychologist every night when you you listen to her show. With an intrusion by a plastic surgeon. With an intrusion at 10.30. So uh, give us a listen and let me know what you think of the uh, Looking in the Mirror Minutes. 
Well, Noah, I think it's time for, what is it? The Flap of the Week. Something you won't hear at uh, 10.30 in the evening, but of course, here it is. All right, Noah, this one is right out of a science fiction movie. Well, there's a a plastic surgeon in Las Vegas. You know, that's uh, one of the interesting places where uh, cosmetic surgery is performed. Well, this plastic surgeon has done something uh, kind of interesting. You know, in plastic surgery, we make people look better, and there are also plastic surgeons that improve function. So some plastic surgeons do hand surgery, and they might improve the function of the hand, for instance. And we help scars that might be tethering elbows or burn scars and things like that. But here's a new one for plastic surgeons. This plastic surgeon has made a boxer stronger. Stronger, Noah. Able to made resist. Made a boxer stronger. That's right. This plastic surgeon has made, <laughs> made a boxer more able to resist being pounded in the face. Well, one of the problems that boxers face is being pounded in the face. And, and you know, one of the goals in boxing is actually it's the only sport where the goal you win when you cause a brain injury on the other person. Isn't that terrible? It's a great sport. Yeah, it's a great sport. that You knock the guy out. You've created a concussion, maybe a subdural hematoma, uh, which is a, a terrible injury. But that's how you win. But the other way you win in boxing is to slice your opponent up. So beat his eye, beat his face until it bleeds. So uh, here's what a plastic surgeon did. He actually took a boxer. He removed some scar tissue from a guy that's been sewn up 77 times. He... Uh, He actually burred down the bone around the eye uh, so that it wasn't as sharp. So when he got beaten, it didn't cut the skin above it. How's that? And then he laid a piece of cadaver skin right on the bone. Uh, That's called alloderm. And he sewed things up. Well, boy, I find that very interesting. And uh, the ethicists are going to... uh, I uh, kind of have a field day with this Does that one. constitute tampering with the game? Well, That's it, the next it, question. It may, because it's not a far jump to then put titanium plates in the bones of the face, so to completely protect them. So it's very interesting. It's a new procedure. I'm not sure whether it's ethical or not, but it sure Ending is Ending us on a cliffhanger one more That's time. Right. Huh? Well, uh, Cy, unfortunately, we didn't get to your phone call, and actually another call just came in. Why don't you call me next week right at 7 o'clock? I will be back in this chair, but the music that you hear means that Noah has a hook around my neck, and he's pulling me out of the a studio. Hook. Good heavens. That's right. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. Thanks I'm so much, Noah. I'm making you stronger. And thanks, Madonna. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. A hook indeed. My goodness.